Everything okay? Yes. Sorry, it was a little bit late on bedtime, and then Zoom was really slow opening. Yeah. No worries. Chris started feeling poorly today. Oh. Oh, But in my mind, I'm like, no, no, no more kids are sick. We're over this. This is just (laughs) our side sickness. Uh, (laughs) We don't have the stomach bug. (laughs) I'm going to will it. Alex started feeling the cold last night and didn't have coffee this morning. So he came home with a migraine. Poor guy. But it's also like, you know, whenever your husband's sick, you're like, I genuinely feel so bad for you. And I'm angry now also that you can't carry your weight. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even like a baby, but, you know, there's I feel like all those jokes that like men are babies when they're sick. I don't think that's true. It's just like, ugh. (laughs) now I have to do more. (laughs) Just about me. Oh, wait, do we have anything on the dock? No, we've got nothing just, except we're just going for it. <laughs> this is Laughs and Littles, a conversation about friendship and faith in the midst of motherhood. Life with Littles is better when we do it together. So grab a load of laundry and join us for some laughs. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own, you have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Okay, so I asked you if you'd seen Encanto. Yes. And I said, yeah, we're super into it. And you said, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is, I'm, I'm, you're not like super into money, a lot of things. Okay, that's how I felt the first time we watched it. Oh, it's been the first time we've seen it twice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So by super into it, I mean we just watched it for the second time and then yeah. we've started listening to the soundtrack. Evangeline is kind of like, what does she say about it? She's like really interested in the dynamics of the family and mm. Bruno. Why do they she she goes, why do they not talk about Bruno? <laughs> <laughs> and so we got into kind of a good discussion. I was saying they don't talk about Bruno because he keeps giving them these visions of the future that are mm-hmm. troubling and they don't know what to do about it. And it seems bad. So then they kind of think that he doesn't like the family because he's giving them these kind of bad visions. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but he loves the family. And I was like, yeah, I know. She was like, they're just focused on his gift. They don't like see that he's like silly and funny. No. And I was like, yeah. They, they kind of do that with each other like with all of them they are focused Mm -hmm. on each other's gifts and they aren't checking in and asking each other like what are you thinking about and how are you doing and Mm -hmm. like how are you really doing so it was just yeah that's very sweet that's very insightful the family theme I think Mm -hmm. is really cool Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed watching the movie we watched it on our snow day last week and you know it's like somewhat like in Columbia yeah. You know, yeah. which is where my dad was born and raised. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool, which I didn't know. It seems like there's a lot of hype. Yeah. So if you go into it with it's been really hyped up for you, I it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't love, yeah, the super hype on, on, yeah, like a Disney movie. But I did enjoy watching it. It was fun. I didn't like, though, how, you know, kind of what Evan just saying, how like Bruno was so demonized because I mean, I get that it's like the plot twist that like grandma's the bad guy, but I don't think most kids understand that grandma's the bad guy from the like three kids now that I've talked to about it. No idea because they just keep thinking that Bruno's 
evil. I thought that was weird. And then, I mean, okay, this is a movie, so it's not supposed to be like real life. But they're kind of making it to be like, oh, this is more like a real life movie with like real life issues of family stuff. But the most unbelievable part for us was like the transformations that happened so quickly, like between her like perfect sister they like somehow reconcile like really quickly. Oh yeah, that was fast. <laughs> but then they throw at you grandma, which like that does not happen. Yeah. Okay. So the first time I watched it, I missed the ending because I had to okay. go put John to bed. Well, that was the worst part. So you had a great experience. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and Zaylee freaked out. Abuelo makes like sacrifices himself and goes yeah. into the river yeah. and the four horsemen are coming. She just like, because it's super sad and she just yeah. like lost it. Um, And then like recovered. And then Chris at the end was like, what did you think? And she like remembered and just like <laughs> lost it again. So I've seen the ending once. So I am a little bit iffy on like what totally happens with the grandma. She has, just like, like suddenly realizes that it's her fault, which like it is. She's the one that's been emphasizing yeah. the powers. She's the one that's got all these yeah. expectations. She's the one that drove out And Bruno. she's somehow able to like kind of repent and be very humble and ask for forgiveness and like change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like her son. She just like exiled her son. I mean, he left. Yeah. But she didn't like seek out for him or try to bring. That's just like so unbelievable to me. To, anyway, it's a movie, but still. <laughs> the the scene that you're talking about that scared Zaley, I was like, well, that sounds more like what my dad has described. <laughs> the yeah. rest of it was just, wow. This, I mean, it's beautiful. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah. I see uh-huh. that. It's cute. It's a good movie. I, I just don't I think I was hype. focused more the first time on the gifts of like, wow, she doesn't have a gift, you know, like, or like, mm-hmm. what is her gift if she is the giftless one? And I was talking about with a friend whose husband really loves it. And she was like, her oldest daughter, who's five or six, asked her, like, she didn't have a gift. Like, what was her gift? And my friend's response was, she loved her family. What an amazing gift she had. She really mm-hmm. loved her family. And I was like, oh, there's something really beautiful in that too. Yeah. Especially in the beginning of the movie where she's really determined to do these like small, beautiful acts of hard work for her family. Cause she's like, that's all I can bring. But it's like, that's so needed. And that's so important. It's like working with your hands mm-hmm. and being dedicated. That was a really beautiful part of it for sure. And how she like saw each person, like she knew that Antonio loved animals and gave him the little animal gift before his ceremony. And like, mm. you know, she, like, she was just hand. kind of, yeah. down. and that even then with sweet. Louisa of like, Dolores said, your eye was twitching. Something's going on with you. Like mm. pushing to know like what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get what's going on under the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it was, and then, yeah, was- it did happen really fast with Isabella. I do agree. Like, okay, in one song, like, wow, I didn't see that And it's not really, it's not really about them. It's about the fact that she can suddenly make a cactus and that she realizes she's more than just flowers. It wasn't really about, I'm sorry that I've been standoffish and I'm sorry that I've been a jerk. Let's, it it was, it was like, I, it was like, oh, I finally see that you want something more or like, because she did say like, I'm only marrying, I'm only going to marry Mariano for right, the family. Right. Like that in her own way, she was sacrificing mm-hmm. herself for the family too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 that's true. Didn't sit well with me. <laughs> and the more times I listened to the soundtrack, the more I like the songs. The oh, first, yeah. first time I, think I watched the, the movie, great. I was like, 
I can't sing along with any of these. They're yeah. instantly out of my head. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't, I'm not jiving with the music. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, it's stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's great music. I, I can't wait to get the soundtrack more. The soundtrack's like not at our library yet, but that's why Tangled, because I felt like Tangled was way better than a lot of other movies that we've seen from Disney, but it didn't have like a super good soundtrack. So like yeah. fizzled out, unfortunately. And then Brave. I, I know it's so great. Brave is so great, except that the accents are too <laughs> thick and the kids cannot understand what they're saying. And I wish that they had, I mean, it would have been dulling the culture a little bit, unfortunately, but the kids can't even understand it. So they have never made it through that. And they also don't think that soundtrack is great, even though I think the soundtrack is great. I love listening to like Celtic music, but <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's goodness. one of the DVDs we have in our car, and it's never picked. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, no, not it's not. Brave. It's never. No. <laughs> <laughs> the other really great thing about Encanto was uh, Mirabel's body type. That was like the most realistic body I think I've ever seen in Disney. Yeah, and first female lead with glasses. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Although I feel like her mom would have healed her of her eyes impairment with some magical food. <laughs> You know, <laughs> if like illness, or not, that's so funny. Oh. I don't think of like, I would never have thought of it as like an eye impairment, but it is if you need corrective lenses. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, but just a little bit hyped up. Well, okay. So we're ta- we talked about this tonight because, well, I sent you a really long mar- crying Marco Polo today of things going on with me and you had some stuff we want to talk about and it all. And then it was like all too personal. And we, we still wanted to talk about things that are like actually relevant. And I feel like, okay, so we've said we are not going to have guests on this show because so much of what we want to do is just keep it real and what we're really talking about and authentic. I think what's so much more fun is like you reading a book, me reading a book, us listening to other podcasts and then coming together and like teaching each other and talking about it. But I feel like I have nothing to offer right now because I'm just like drowning in this beautiful bath of reading the Outlander all the time. And I just want to like uh, curl yes! up in my Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like, that's all I want to talk about, which like nobody wants to hear just about that. But <laughs> every time I someday, mention- <laughs> someday we'll dedicate more time to Outlander. <laughs> every time I mention it to someone, though, that I'm reading it, that they um, only know about the show. Oh, yeah. And that's the response what, I get. I that's it, what people say. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get, we couldn't get through season one. It was too sexy. It yeah. was just like so steamy sexy. <laughs> yeah. It was on like stars or something, you know, like some weird channel. It's like too much. <laughs> Your sexuality is good, holy, and beautiful. If that doesn't feel true, you're in the right place. We believe Jesus knows your sexual brokenness and is inviting you to wholeness. We hope to bring you that invitation every week as we explore topics from friendship to fantasy, loneliness to lust, and more. We are dedicated to helping you connect your struggle to your story and your story to God, because every bit of you is sacred by design. That's what 
people say when I say reading and I go, I honestly didn't even know till like a week and a half ago that it was a show and I'm not going to watch it. And it's that's super unfortunate. But yeah, it's like the Scottish Highlands. I just love that she's coming at it with this perspective. Not that like that life in what is it, like 1750s is like better or worse than present day, but very much just like different. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just sees it as like different and she's not trying to glorify it and she's not trying to say it's barbaric, but she just like grows accustomed to it and see, and just sees its beauty for what it is. And it is what it is, you know, because so often we want to like glorify other times that are not ours and like, oh, things were so much simpler, you know, when X, but it's just like, well, it's different. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, wait, I couldn't remember. You said you were surprised that she didn't leave him. Was that like he took her to Craig Nadoon and tried to say like, go back? Yeah. And she like turned around and ran back to him. And she didn't go back to her husband in the future. She stayed with him. Yeah. I mean, I they were I was, meant to be. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're soulmates, Annie. <laughs> but in the beat, I, I was just surprised. I mean, I didn't really know one way or the other, but it's just like, wow, like yeah. that really happened. Alex yeah. was like, okay, okay. So, you know, time, there's the time travel aspect that she time travels back to the 1750s, but then she feels really guilty for leaving her husband behind. And Alex was like, but if it's in the past, then like the future hasn't happened yet. And like, there is no husband. I was like, no, there is a husband. He's waiting for her. He's missing her. He's like, that's not how time travel works. I'm like, that's not what this book is about. And he's like, that's yeah. not what this you book can't, is about. You can't I clearly too think. much about time yeah. travel. <laughs> it's really not about time travel. That's like one second of it. But it just gives you the perspective of what you would be looking like. But I'm like, no, he's definitely there. He's just thinks she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've oh. got to keep reading. Okay. Here's my question. Yeah. So there's seven books. Yeah. I'm I'm almost done with the first one, but is it a multi-generational series or is it yes. just cool? Okay, cool. That's great. And I think that's why I never want to go back and reread the first one because I like all these characters that come into it mm. and I want to be with them. Yeah, there is awesome. a, it's a big scope. Like, yes, it's a big yeah. story. That's like such a good story when it's a big story. I like that. Yeah. Okay, because you know, do you see Alex- what I mean yet of the like huh. sacramentality of marriage? Maybe it hasn't come in as oh, much it's yet. definitely mm-hmm. come in. Yeah, well, okay. He's he said too, like I see why this is a sacrament. Yeah, yeah. You and know, the, like and she yeah, has like <laughs> the Catholicness is oh, there yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like cool because she's like nominally Catholic but essentially agnostic. Mm-hmm. But he definitely is much more connected with his faith. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun. Well, and I'm listening to it, obviously, which I always feel like I have to like slide in, you know, when people when I don't like go around saying like, hey, everyone, I'm reading this book. But, you know, when I'm in conversation, you say, oh, you're reading anything or if there just happens to be nothing interesting to talk about. I can say, well, because I'm always thinking about it. So I'm like, can I tell yeah. you another book? I read it. It's so fun. <laughs> but then I always have to add like, also, I'm not really reading it. I'm listening to it. So it's kind of cheating, but I'm still reading it. Um, like, I feel like it's a little cheating, but uh, but I'm like entranced by it. And some people have said like, oh, I just like can't listen to audiobooks because I just like zone out. And I'm like, I don't even I zone everything else out. And the accents are no, so this good. one, I think would be a really fun one to listen to on audio. Yeah. With the accents and the Gaelic. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just feel like with all the Gaelic and then 
there's like a pause and someone asks the question and I know what they're about to say in Gaelic because there's like so many common phrases and like they say it as I'm thinking it and I'm like one with the book. (laughs) I just really feel like I'm just like going into a February hole. Um, (laughs) I'm like, it's cold and I'm going in here. Um, It's good. Outlander to get you through the winter. Yeah, no, it is. It is really good. And it gets me in like a a good cleaning zone and productive zone. My copy of How to Break Up with Your Phone arrived. Ooh. And I read the first three chapters. It's like super short, super quick little okay. chapters. And just from that little bit I read, I put my phone in grayscale. Mm. Which is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what you said horrible. three years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate this, but I love, I love that I hate this. This is great. (laughs) I remember you, you used to do that, right? Yeah. uh, And then I tried to get it back because I think Alex had put it on this, a setting on my phone where if I click the home button three times really fast, that it would put it to grayscale. Cause sometimes you need it not grayscale when you're looking at a photo or Marco polling someone or something. Um, And then I lost the setting and I never asked him to do it again. And I just haven't done it again but yeah he he set it up for me that's how I because oh yeah I wanted to because I was like I was like I would need to change this for FaceTime but yeah yeah otherwise I and then I changed my lock screen from a super cute picture of John to just like a generic starry sky like random picture Uh with the goal being like to remind myself like this is a tool this is not like an extension of me oh yeah, yeah yeah that's cool any any takeaways yet so far from the book other than grayscale it's it's the first part is like kind of like reminding you why it can be a toxic relationship and then the second part is like how to break up with it quote unquote mm-hmm. so it's it's just good reminders it's like I have never actually seen the documentary the social dilemma mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I imagine it just sounds like scary the social dilemma it's just mm-hmm. telling you about why it's got this addictive nature, how it's like the dopamine hits that your brain receives when you, you know, just like, like the neuropsych stuff behind mm-hmm. why smartphones keep you checking them and on them. So I like that because I'm like, it's just such a part of my life. It's good for me to think about it and to remember this is how this works. Like mm-hmm. this is a lot of people's jobs is to make this device extremely attractive to me. Yeah. And then even this morning, this morning before I started reading the book, Kiara had two friends over. So I had like three two-year-olds and I was like, I know I need to be focused and present, but I was just caught in this little mini cycle of thinking about this random thing I wanted to do on my phone. So I would like Mm -hmm. be drawn back to the kitchen, look at it and then be like, no, I shouldn't do that now. And like, put it down but then feel like, uh, so like pick it up again and be like, mm, I'm like going to start doing something and then get distracted and then like put it down again. And I was like, I know this is happening, but I can't break <laughs> out of this. Like, this is so dumb. It's such a waste of time right now. And even the thing I'm trying to do is a very not urgent, not important thing. So then later in the day, reading about like why my brain has like been wired in these ways with the phone was like, oh, I don't know. I think my takeaways, I think my like Lent plan is going to be more centered on like trying to get really strict about times of the day that I do things on the phone. Like this is my Mm -hmm. time for checking email 
now mm-hmm. instead yeah. of yeah. just looking emails, emails, my big, my next big thing to tackle, like something mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. check throughout the day mindlessly. Mm-hmm. I want to just delete email off my phone, but then I started thinking of all these scenarios. Like, what if I need to pull up a ticket for something? Or like, what if I need, you mm-hmm. know, just like all of times you randomly need your email. Yeah. Yeah. With the code laughs and littles 10, you can get 10% off any of the rosary products at choose life right now. They have a, um, Lenten themed stretch and wrap rosary bracelets called the penance bracelet. It's really cool looking. It does. I was just saying, it doesn't look like a rosary bracelet. Mm-hmm. It's just these beautiful beads with a movable cross. You can keep track of where you're at. And I saw one of my friends wearing one of these bracelets the other day. And I was like, oh, that's choose life. And she just like popped it off when we were praying the rosary. And I was like, yeah, that looks really secure. And then it just like really easily stretches off. It's amazing. And this is just a reminder too. I've been seeing lots of stuff recently of like preparing your kids for Lent. And I think that's all great and lovely and wonderful. But we are the example. We are here to pray and be the example of like praying and focusing our attention on Christ during Lent. So don't feel guilty about putting your own prayer life first. <laughs> and if it's a bracelet that's going to bring <laughs> prayer to the front, then it's worth it. Amen. Laughs and Littles 10 for 10% off. I started 100 reading lessons with Paul, which I was surprised at because it's earlier Ow. than Clara. Kind of on a whim, but he's been so enjoying doing schoolwork daily. I mean, to the point of a nuisance that he wants to, he wants to do it over the top. Like, no, we, we need to eat. We need to play. We need to have a dance party. Like we cannot sit here for another hour (laughs) and do schoolwork. Like I have to also tend to your sister and everything else. So I thought I was I would like add in the reading just to give like some variety and some balance to what he was doing. And he was really into it. And I mean, I've only done two lessons with him, you know, just finished day two today, but he was really compliant and he's so proud. Like he tells Alex, he's like, I do school and I want to do school all the time. And I love it. Any word on if preschool, I got to send in information. I did too many forms today on other stuff. (laughs) That's my next um yeah we'll see which like that was also kind of a last minute decision (laughs) just kind of doing things on whims right now apparently but uh yeah I was just thinking about you know the power of fun and these fun flows and right now I feel like I don't have any fun with my children unless I'm doing something with them one-on-one I feel like if it's two of them that there's just like disruption or fighting or competition or something. And since like my core greatest fear in life is that like my children will grow up and be estranged or like not love each other so much. It's like very dissettling, <laughs> but, but I just like try and brush it off. But um, as far as like real fun, it's just so much more fun to connect with them each individually right now. Like I was like, I've been playing skipo with Clara in my bedroom sometimes when Alex comes home rather than like me going, having some like alone time to like decompress. I've been just like inviting her to come in. Cause I'm like, this is like fun adjacent. Like it's getting fun. And the more she's <laughs> fun, like, adjacent. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. You know, she's still five. She's still, you know, and I'm still tired, but like it's, yeah. it's there. It's close. Um, but doing that with her and then doing 
schoolwork with Paul and has been fun. But then I did have a really fun moment on Sunday and I totally recognized it. Sunday or Saturday where, okay, so I have a new, <laughs> new chore chart system for Clara. We'll see. We just started because <laughs> like what we had before was not working before. Basically what I had was like eight or nine different things around the house that she could do like at any point in time. And as soon as she did like 10 of them, she would get a dollar. And like, mm-hmm. as soon as the dollar came, I would take her to the dollar store. Okay. So the new chore chart, because I realized like with her personality so much that she needs like the immediate feedback. So I came up with four checklists of like, if you want to clean the bathroom, if you want to clean the living room, if you want to clean like the bedrooms, like here's the thing to do. Like, here's your bathroom checklist. Do mm-hmm. all these things to clean the bathroom. And then you get $1 and it's done. So she did the living room this weekend and she spent like a good 20, 30 minutes doing the list. And like while she was doing the list, Paul was like playing by himself and Cecilia was occupied elsewhere. And I was like just doing the dishes and I was like, and we were listening to fun music. I was like, this is such a nice flow. And cause she, I don't feel like is a typical first child where she's like super motivated to like help and take charge. Like she's, she's definitely the kid that's like chores or like going to be like Paul and Cecilia are much more willing to like come alongside me. And, you know, that whole like hunt parent gather thing, like they're more into like just doing it for, for fun and, and being involved anyway. So we did that once it worked out well, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, this says it is a lot more responsibility the way I like framed the chores. And we also got Alex has been asking me for like two and a half years to get a cordless vacuum. So we are now the proud owners of a cordless vacuum that the kids. Plus a Roomba. Plus a Roomba. So shame. (laughs) (laughs) I have my, my UPS delivery guy always like his, his, his route comes at like one o'clock to my house. So whenever there's a package delivered, he comes and the kids are always down. I always get so embarrassed as if like I'm this rich housewife alone with nothing to do like no one's around like he doesn't know I have children and I just like get packages and I'm just at home by myself like twiddling my thumbs and I feel I feel like it looks really bad but it's totally not the case at all on any accounts but every time and he like dropped up I mean it's not like I'm I mean some of them are gifts. Some of them are subscriptions, like whatever. Um, he dropped off a package today of, of Valentine's box from a family member. And I just like, he like waved at me and I waved like shamefully. Um, like I'm so embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> that I would like dare to get a package <laughs> by myself. <laughs> anyway, so I have guilt that I, yes, I now have the Roomba, which I love and use constantly. And we now have a cordless vacuum. But the kids also can use it by themselves. <laughs> like, mm. So Cecilia can effectively vacuum for about 10 seconds. And Paul, nice. and, Paul and Clara can can both actually vacuum a room for real. So <laughs> like a whole room. That's so, very cool. Yeah, it yeah. is super cool. And like I said, Alex is wanting one for a while. It can also vacuum the car handheld. Like just go do that. So mm. yeah, I, I resonate with the one-on-one time Mm -hmm. being fun or fun adjacent. 
Yeah. I feel like I've had <laughs> moments with it, moments with Evangeline lately. Like maybe it was in discussing Encanto where I was like, oh, I'm in, like, I'm genuinely enjoying hearing your thoughts on this. And mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. making me think about the movie differently too. You know, it was like, huh. But um, how, what, what is Cece doing in that time when you're with Paul? That was always yes. my biggest yes. struggle. So she has been okay. Um, she is so used to Clara and now Paul doing so much art and coloring and stickers and crafting that she has adopted that as well. And I did compile, you know, my kids, like when they get like a sheet of stickers, so oftentimes they use like 70% of it and then they like save that 30% for later and then never use it. And mm-hmm. so I collected, I've collected a lot of those 30% scraps over the last year and I had them in a folder. So I do give her like one of those every day or so. And so she will take a lot of time and, and put stickers on. And then every time Paul finishes um, some schoolwork, he gives her like his old whatever papers, binders, whatever. And then so she feels like she has like schoolwork to do as well because it's like Paul's old stuff. So she'll like scribble all over that. So she is like working alongside us. And sometimes we work at the table. Sometimes we work on the rug. And she does have the like Godzilla moments. This is the thing about Cecilia right now. It's just like, I feel like when we're trying to do something fun, she just like comes like Godzilla and she just like thrashes and everything and throws everything. And I'm like, just like, I don't know what to do with you. You're just going wild right now. And then, <laughs> but um, aside from those moments, those are just like the, the bad moments aside from that. She, yeah, she is pretty good. And I had thought that my school work time with Paul was going to be like a focused, you know, 20 minute homeschool morning and that I would, give her a show or something, but it hasn't, I haven't needed that at all. So we've kept with our, you know, regular, no morning screen routine because I'm like, well, this is now going on an hour and a half. So I can't, (laughs) that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So she's been okay. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I recently sat down with Zaylee and was like, trying to get her interested in the hundred easy lessons book. And she was just Mm -hmm. like, boring. This book (laughs) is boring. (laughs) I was like, it is kind of boring, but if you do it, then you learn how to read, which is really fun. She was just like, nope, (laughs) don't want to do this. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's, there's no great comeback to that. (laughs) Oh, oh man that's funny and yeah. now kiara yes. is starting preschool uh-huh. i'm gonna have three out of four kids in some kind of school on okay. two days of the week you feel guilty Do you- <laughs> yeah um resist the urge <laughs> yeah i don't think so no i was like <laughs> what am i gonna do with that time some thoughts of like, should I figure out a way to volunteer? <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> like realistically, uh, I don't know. I'll probably 
spend some time cleaning my house because <laughs> I don't outsource that. But... Yeah, there will always be stuff to do. Yeah. All right. Can you tell me something that made you laugh this week? I think it was Zaylee rejecting my Valentine's that I made for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As I was like doing it, I was like, here we go. I'm making these cute Valentine's. But in the back of my mind, knowing there was a chance that she was just going to be like, no, I don't want these. So when it happened in the morning, I was like ready for it. <laughs> but she's just so weird. I don't know where she got. Oh, it's because Evangeline. Evangeline wrote everyone's name on them, mm. like to Henry from Evangeline. Didn't the teacher a, say not of, to do that? Yes. On for <laughs> Zaley's. Yes. So I was like, no, Miss for Annie. Evangeline's for like first grade. Didn't the teacher say don't do that? No, she said to do that. She was like, what? here's a list. She, here's a list of everyone's names in the class. Well, they spent an hour handing those out in class then. Yeah, they did like a, oh my everyone gosh. had a everyone had a bag and they like went and delivered them. Well, no, to I each get other. that, but but you know, when I was doing it in classrooms, when I was working in kinder classrooms and stuff, you you just say choo 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 choo. Because otherwise kids are like, this one's to Johnny. Nope, gotta find Sarah's here. Sarah's. Oh, nope. I'm actually looking for Johnny's bag. Where's Johnny? Like, and it's yeah. like, well, that's gonna take an hour. That seems like such a waste of time. I don't know. That's how they did it. So that's, yeah. So Zaylee thought that's how it was happening. And I was like, okay, Zaylee, it's not happening that way, uh-huh. but you don't have to bring Valentine's. So do you yeah. want to just not bring Valentine's? And she was like, yeah. And when she got <laughs> home, she like had all these cute Valentine's from her friends. And I was like, did you feel bad that you didn't have any to give out? And she was like, <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> cool <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you I think I just I was like at yoga tonight and I was just like I just feel like an empty shell <laughs> just, I'm just but I think you know when you like cry so much in one day or when when I cry so much in one day that I'm just like oh like I'm just like empty now and spent yes just like spent this is also my um post ovulatory part of my cycle which is like the least creative part mm-hmm. of your cycle so I'm like I have nothing to create <laughs> <laughs> um but this is really fun so thank you I feel I felt better after talking to you today I feel better after this so <laughs> good we hope you have a great week with lots of laughs with your littles <laughs>